I'm Jim Calloway. And I'm Sharon Nelson. This is the 30th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers in Technology. Today, our topic is ABA Tech Show 2010. It's a wrap. Let's just talk a little bit generally, Jim, about Tech Show, which, which was great. You and I have just gotten back from speaking there, of course, in Chicago. And as always, I think we're both still struggling to process everything that we learned. I thought it was just an outstanding conference. We had over 100, 100 over 1,000 paid attendees, which I think is just phenomenal because there was some problem with paid attendees uh, when times were really bad. We had a completely sold-out vendor floor and just about everything the conference organizers could have hoped for, except of course, they might have hoped that the Hilton's wireless would work reliably, which it certainly did not. But aside from that, it was a great success. And all of the presenters and the attendees, they owe thanks to the Tech Show board and, of course, to this year's chair of Tech Show, Debbie Foster. Great job, everybody. Yes, uh, Sharon, you and I are hardly people to be objective about ABA Tech Show since we're both uh, former ABA Tech Show chairs, and, and I don't recall ever going to a bad tech show, but this one certainly distinguished itself in, in many ways, including a, a great excitement among the attendees that I really was a little concerned about given the economic environment and whatever, but there were a lot of people there talking about a lot of interesting things, and the only problem with ABA Tech Show really from here in my perspective is you can't be everywhere and do everything. That's that's always true. Let, let's talk about our favorite session this year, Jim. I was really shocked that my favorite session was from Advanced IT, which is usually my least favorite track since I don't understand much of it. I only go to those sessions as a rule to be supportive of John, my husband, business partner, and Uber geek. But I really love the session he did with Matt Kesner, which they called Securing Your Data on the Road. I know John's information about that subject, but I thought he and Matt had a really nice chemistry going, and Matt proved to be a very engaging speaker with a lot of information that I certainly didn't know, and I didn't think the audience probably did either. As an example, he said that studies have shown that 98% of business machines carry some kind of pornography on them, that a third of business users have either a key log logger on their machines or malware making them part of a botnet, and in a survey, this was amazing, a survey of... 2,000 European internet cafes, all of their machines had keyloggers installed in them, and some had more than 10 keyloggers. That just blew me away. So, so much for using computers on board ship or in hotel business centers. Yeah, isn't that amazing, Jim? I think I've just called an end to the last uh, using the hotel conference uh Thing. That's a kind of amazing. Uh, I will say that, that it's, it should be obvious to our listeners, but let's make sure we understand. There's nothing wrong with using even an unsecure computer if you're just surfing the web to find out where your demonstration, your dinner reservations are or something like that. It's only if you're going to be logging into your email or doing e-commerce or entering any personally identifiable information. But, yeah, that statistic probably brings to an end my running down and logging to my email from promiscuously from other computers. <laughs> Me too. What, so what was your favorite session, Jim? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit since it's my podcast. I can do that and, and talk again about the paperless practice track rather than 
the session. I didn't get to sit in on all the programs, although I stuck my head in on many of them. But to me, that is still the uh, number one issue for the medium and small firm lawyers that I talk with. It's clear to everyone now that the future is in digital office processes with case management software serving as the glue that keeps together your calendars and contacts and, and your documents and that type of thing. But it's still hard to change the basic way that we practice law. And so uh, even though the paperless misnomer is, is a, probably a, a poor label, it's the label we're stuck with for most purposes. And I really like the idea that Tech Show is a place you can come and sit through all day and learn from A to Z how to transform your office into a, a digital practice. And, and those sessions tended to be very, very well attended, and I think it's because people are pretty much there now, which they, they weren't several years ago, but people have really become converted to that notion. Let, let's talk about our favorite tip from 60 Tips in 60 Minutes. I was on that panel, so I'll, I'll cheat and pick one of my own tips there because I'm so passionate about how YouTube videos enhance search engine optimization. For $2,000, $3,000, you can usually get a package deal with a videographer where you make a dozen frequently asked question videos. And if you use really good titles with the kind of keywords that people would be searching for, and you write a good description and, and have some appropriate tags, this is really a phenomenal marketing tool. Since our videos went up, and we have about 14 of them, we're getting at least five inquiries a week just based on the videos. And of course, you can put them on your site or you can link to them as well as having them on YouTube. And as an added bonus, and this really amazed me, Google acknowledged just last week that it has changed its algorithm to bump up the rankings of YouTube videos. And of course, as most of the audience will know, Google owns YouTube, so there's some, some vested interest there. But that makes YouTube all the more invaluable for lawyers in marketing. Well, uh, certainly we're seeing more and more videos. I have to tell you that I probably had only watched uh, maybe one or two videos on a phone in my entire life before the last few months, and every now and then I, I find myself watching them more, so that's certainly uh, the case, I think. My favorite tip was, was split among a couple of them. I guess my big tip is, is that I really liked was talking about the use of Evernote. Evernote is a free package that allows you to save web pages, photographs, parse paragraphs from web pages and other clippings. Uh, and also you can type in your notes and other things. And so I, I'm kind of getting to this point right now where I'm working hard on not being distracted with my internet research with the, the use of Evernote. And then my own tip would be there's a website called Read It Later. So I use Evernote to save things I want to kind of permanently keep and read it later to things that I stumble across that look interesting, but I don't want to get distracted during my web searching. And, and frankly, I think working on the internet with so many interesting things so much content, the uh, distraction index is a problem for a lot of us. <laughs> yes, I, I have the same distraction problem. That's why I try to close everything down when I actually need to do real work, because otherwise I get distracted too. Another audience favorite, of course, is always the plenary 60 sites in 60 minutes. One of my favorite tips there was the recommendation to buy the, the book presentation, Zen, and also to make use of the resources on the website, which has the same name as the book, uh, presentationzen.com. I think my PowerPoints are, are, are pretty decent. I've been doing this a long time, but I've never had the time to master the bells and whistles. So some on, on some rainy weekend, I'm determined to figure this stuff out. I'll, I'll, 
I've already downloaded the the book to my Kindle, and I'm going to sit there with the website and the book, and I swear I'm going to get this figured out. The the other the funny one that I really liked is that there's a website called Stuff My Dad Says, except the word isn't stuff, although it is an S word. So I think our listeners, a bright bunch, have probably got that. You want to check that out just for sheer amusement value. It, it, it's just very very funny site. I have to tell you, when when I heard that as a website, I didn't go to it for a while because I first, first heard it about it at work, and not a place you want to surf to from work for our work. Unless that's just some of the funniest things you will ever read anywhere. It, it is, and it made me glad to be the president of the company because at my work I could do whatever I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there were so many interesting sites. It was it was really hard for me to pick. So I, I'm going to cheat again and, and mention two or three really quick. TED.com, the speeches that are placed up there by inspirational and sometimes famous people, the short descriptions of things is some of the most useful video in terms of both uh, information and inspiration. And I still uh, w- will let you hold your response on this to a little bit later, but uh, uh, I have to confess that I've been visiting the iPhone JD uh, site a lot more lately to learn about iPhone uh, uh, tips and tricks. So uh, we'll put that in there. And then finally, the PMA pipe, if you want to subscribe to uh, one feed in your RSS feeder, a read, uh, feed reader that uh, has information from 10 or 12 different bloggers, all of whom work for state bar associations or law societies or, or uh, risk risk management outfits for lawyers. You can get them all together in one little pipe in your reader. And of course, that includes all the content from my blog. Well, let's talk about something we learned that we didn't know. In the session that was focused strictly on BlackBerry phones, I was very excited about Toby Brown's recommendation of Uber Twitter as a means to tweet from your BlackBerry. I I knew nothing about uh, what the BlackBerry could do, but here at Sensei, we're becoming a BlackBerry firm just this week, so I was very excited about this new resource. Since I hear that I'm getting my BlackBerry tomorrow, my fingers are definitely getting itchy, Jim. (laughs) <laughs> Glad to hear that. I'm sure you'll be uh, tweeting away. I guess that means I'll have a little bit, few more minutes to read Twitter posts now every month, right? <laughs> That's right. Actually, one of the things I learned was was from the tip session, if I can go back to that, and, and Paul Unger mentioned something that I didn't know existed, and I can't believe I didn't know existed, but the uh, download from Microsoft, the, uh, the, the the text email attachments that you forgot to attach, so it actually reads the text, and when you say attached, please find, or whatever, it gives you a warning saying, did you mean to attach something? So that was that kind was, of a cute little thing you can put to work immediately. Yeah, that was great. I like that, too. I thought that was that was a really neat tip. Each year, I think we have certain timely controversies, and this year, we had those who were very excited about SaaS and cloud computing, and those who, while not disputing their value, were at least very cautious because of security concerns. And and I know you and I have talked about this a lot, and we we do see SaaS and cloud computing often as a a good thing for, for, for lawyers, particularly solo smalls, but they certainly do have their cautions to come with them. But there was a lot of dispute on both sides. There was a lot of discussion about whether social networking was genuinely useful for lawyers or whether it was a time suck and a potential ethical danger, which certainly it can be. 
And then always these days there was the debate over iPhone insecurity. And I do like iPhone JD is the name of the site, right? Yeah, Jeff yes. Jeff Jeff is pretty good on all that stuff. And we've had a chance to meet him, and I, I do want to compliment him because he can have a rational conversation about the iPhone, which is nice because we were talking back and forth about the the security. And and as we've continued to reiterate, the iPhone is inherently an insecure device. And the argument that lawyers don't encrypt their laptops doesn't wash with me. It just means they've made two lousy decisions. Certainly, we always tell lawyers to do full disk encryption because laptops are so often stolen. But there was very one very valid point raised, which proved that we should all be prepared to be humble. So this is my humble moment. After I talked about the iPhone insecurity in the tip session, I then talked about a lawyer in Virginia who brings his Kindle to court with all his documents on, on PDF. Someone tweeted that I was recommending a device that was itself insecure. At the time that I said it, although I didn't go all the way through and explain it, I believed that you could lock down all the t- PDFs, which would then secure the data. So John and I actually came home and we tested it. And it turns out that the Kindle is unable to open a locked PDF. It just isn't a supported feature. So the data really is not secure. So Jim, pass me the salt so I can eat my crow pie. (laughs) Well, I will note to uh, bail you out a little bit, partner, here that you were talking about (laughs) evidence. Right. So if you only had evidence on it, those are by definition not confidential documents in almost every circumstance. So I'll give you a little bit of an out on that, but I thought that person <laughs> had a good point. Yeah, it was a good point. Thanks. I think the uh, interesting thing to me, uh, and, and I have to confess that even though I've got the reputation as a technology innovator, I tend to be a little conservative and slow on some things. And, and I've never really appreciated people who live tweet conferences. I'll be looking at my Twitter and all of a sudden there'll be you know dozens of posts from the same person about the same speech and it's kind of like you get the, the bumper stickers or the uh, laugh lines but not the meat of the program and, and I'm still the type of person who'd rather say you know listen to the whole thing give me a good three paragraph blog post afterwards about what you really thought. Yeah I, so, you know uh, I, I'd, I'd like uh, to interject that I think that you're dead on right and very often because they're distracted by the tweeting they're not wholly accurate or they take something out of context and and therefore you really lose the truth of it. I, I'm not opposed to the tweeting during the sessions but I think often you have to look at them with a, a grain of salt. But Sharon I have to tell you it was a new level to me anyway, to follow the tweeting during the tips session as a whole lot of people were in a conversation. Sure, some of it was the iPhone people who were a little upset with your security issues, but there were other people adding comments or saying, well, I like this and I like that too. And so for some reason, even though I think it was still very distracting, the whole idea of having the a general conversation going on from various parties. That was kind of an interesting idea. I'm not still sure that I'm 100% behind it, but that was much more interesting to me than just one person publishing 35 tweets in a row from the same speech. It was a tea party, a raucous tea party. I never get to spend as much time as I'd really like to in the exhibit hall, but boy, it was impossible this year to miss the green men from Lexus. They they were very cool. <laughs> and and yes. what, And Westlaw gave a very nice demonstration of their uh, people-finding program, and I especially enjoyed visiting with the folks from STI. I'm just a huge fan of Practice Master and Tabs 3, which provides modestly priced case management and time and billing, something which the solo small firm market really needs. And of course, I picked up a little swag on the way through the booths. How about you, Jim? What was your exhibit hall experience? 
I enjoyed visiting with my friends from Corel. I've I've been a big uh, believer in WordPerfect and a big user of WordPerfect, even though I have to confess that at some level I have tended to uh, drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, and, and I do a lot more things in Word than I used to. But but they were, were nice to talk to, and they actually gave me a copy of WordPerfect X5 that's just been released that I haven't loaded yet. And then I'm going to do a very unjournalistic thing and, and tell you that, that I have in my notes here the name of one vendor – uh, has has uh, is has, is omitted, and so I'm going to include it in the show notes. But there was a vendor who was basically offering unlimited dictation transcription by human beings, not voice recognition, for a small firm lawyer who could only pay sixty or seventy dollars a month. Again, I'll get the details on that and and put it in the uh, show notes. But to me, the idea of paying uh, you know seventy dollars a month for unlimited dictation by phone transcribed by a real human being sounded like something that might be very useful to lawyers. Yeah, that sounds like a, a great tip, so I'll, I'll look forward to reading that in the show notes. We had a lot of society and socializing in Chicago. I missed the Ignite Law event that was organized by Matt Homan and Joanna Forshee, but I've watched the videos, and there were some really great ideas there. Maybe you can comment on that, because I – oh, maybe you weren't there. That's right. You were out to dinner with the law practice folk, management folks. Uh, the PMAs, I believe, had dinner that night. The welcome reception, I thought, was, was very crowded, but it was a lot of fun, and mostly I think I enjoyed our Taste of Tech show dinner. We had a terrific group of people that came out with us for some Italian food, and we actually talked about the subject matter, uh, electronic discovery, at least some of the time. Very nice group. We'd go out with those fine people anytime. How about you, Jim? What did you enjoy from on the social side? Well, my uh, visit, uh, the Taste of Tech show dinner was with Natalie Kelly, my counterpart from the Georgia Bar, and so it's always fun to go out to dinner with Natalie. We actually didn't talk as much about our topic, the future of law practice, because several of of the people at our dinner figured out that they had one of the foremost experts in the country on practice management software. So I got to visit and take my time while Natalie got peppered with quite a few questions. Those people got a very expensive consultation for free, and so I was happy for them as well. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Tech Show's always trying something new, of course, and, and there's always several somethings. This year, I really enjoyed the Meet the Author sessions. I had a lot of fun with you and Ross Codner discussing our most recent book, How Good Lawyers Survive Bad Times, and also the technology book for 2010, The Lawyer's Guide to Legal Technology for the Solo and Small Firms. John was not able to be there as an author because he had a session at the same time. But we had a full room and we had scads of questions. The nicest part was that I think we helped a lot of attendees with real-life problems in their practices. What did you think, Jim? Well, that was actually going to be my best new tech show feature, too. Due to a scheduling situation, I happen to know from knowing a few of the insiders that that session was moved. And so we actually got to have that session in the Conrad Hilton suite of the Chicago Hilton, a more impressive venue one cannot imagine. If those walls could talk, I'm sure there'd be enough story <laughs> to fill several novels. Uh, but a lot of people commented how they'd never been in that room before and wouldn't have ever had a chance. So that was kind of cool, too. You, you don't want to talk about your little adventure in the heliport? 
Uh, <laughs> yes, we actually uh, went out onto the heliport. I'm not sure the Hilton, uh, Chicago Hilton Risk Management would have approved of that, but I saw a picture of the tech show board that looked like it was uh, taken uh, either out by the heliport or close. So I don't think that heliport's in uh, operation anymore. And, and I made it safely down, so it's all good. It's all good indeed. Indeed. I saw the rust, though, on that bridge going out to the heliport. I don't know. You're, you're a braver man than I am, Jim. <laughs> Something I'd like to see in Tech Show 2011, I'd love to see a session on managing social media risk. There are all kinds of problems with the use of social media at work from social networking that might be sought in electronic discovery to compliance issues to employer liability for what employees do on social media. It's just a morass out there and there's really no clear guidance for employers and precious little training for employees. So that's that's my plug for a session I like to see. And of course I do hope that next year the wireless will be steady as the traditional draft horse. Yes. Well, uh, of course, one of the real interesting things was there was a session, and we'll include the link, 60 iPhone apps in 60 minutes, and the room was buried underground where essentially none of the AT&T cell service worked. So I thought that was uh, uh, kind of <laughs> ironic as they wanted to load the apps and couldn't because of the room they were in. Uh, Toby Toby Brown gave me my inspiration for what I'd like to see in Tech Show 2011, and he talked about a topic that was not well-received and, and somewhat boring, but legal project management. But as I've been visiting with young law students, I just got back from spending two hours with a class on law practice management uh, here in Oklahoma City today, and, and I'm seeing more and more this idea that learning how to manage projects is actually a great skill and allows you to delegate well and talk about these law students about how in the old days you would just do a task and then you'd finish that task and you'd dock it when the next task was done and now it's really more important to kind of um, at least on things that are subject to standardization to have a soup to nuts beginning to end process and to work on improving that process and not just get involved in slaying the particular dragon of the day. I think that would be great so I think we've given them two good sessions so hopefully they'll take them both. And I guess we have time for a quick concluding thought. My biggest complaint about Tech Show, hardly a complaint, is that it's over way too soon. I'm always so pumped to get to Chicago, and then it seems like the two and a half days just go by, and, and I barely was able to assimilate the fact that I was in it, and now it's over. But, of course, I'm already looking forward to Tech Show 2011, which will be held April 11th to 13th. So I hope our listeners will start blocking out those dates now and stay with the news coming from Tech Show at www.techshow.com because they'll, they'll be having more announcements as time goes by. I think Tech Show is, is one of my favorite times of the year, period. And two attendees actually came up to me and echoed the thoughts that I had 10 or 11 years ago at my first tech show when, when they said something along the line of, I finally found my people. I found people that are interested <laughs> in talking about the same issues that I am. And, and, and I think that's really great. You know, Sharon, I, I think I, I don't want to end our podcast on a downer. But I think it's appropriate to note that one of the big boosters of Tech Show and the, and the treasurer for our law practice management section, Ed Flitton, passed away on the, at the end of Tech Show. And there have been a lot of online tributes for his work with the law practice management section and the College of Law Practice Management. I had a lot of chances to visit with Ed at this Tech Show, and I'm glad I got a chance to, to visit with him. And, and Ed is a person of universal respect, I think, among probably everybody that's 
Uh, I agree with all of that. Uh, a good friend, a, a very good worker for the law practice management section over many years. He'll be sorest, and uh, he passed away owing me a drink, and one of these days I'm going to collect, Ed. <laughs> Hang on and wait for me, though. For It's going to be a while, <laughs> but I, we will miss him very, very much. And that's all, folks, for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. <laughs>